Hello, women of God. This is Erica. And Narcelli. And we want to welcome you to the Upstream Pursuit podcast, the leadership podcast for Christian women going against the current. Welcome back, pursuers, and happy belated Valentine's Day. We hope you had a wonderful yes. time celebrating love. Um, I celebrate friendship since I ain't got no man. How are you, Eric? <laughs> I'm doing good. I got a man, and mm-hmm. I don't know. We don't usually do much on Valentine's Day, but I'm doing good. To answer your question, I'm doing good. That's, should I should I pray like next year that your Valentine's is gonna have a man? No, so I'm, I'm over it. Love? I'm over it. <laughs> Cause like every year, like this is like why you don't. What is it? Submit to like false promises. Cause like every year, there's this lady in the prayer group, and she tells me this is your year, and like she's been saying that for five years. So whatever. Um, but what but, if this is your year? Well, then it will be. But whatever. Like I'll just <laughs> let it be. But sure. um, yeah, I'm just gonna trust in the Lord. Yes, <laughs> trust in the Lord. I with mean, all really, your heart. I mean, I'm laughing, but it really is that. Um, I'm good. Sure. I'm good, and I'm really excited to dive into today's topic. I know that in our last episode we talked about um using reflection as a tool to move forward. So today we wanted to yeah. expand on that conversation and focus a little bit more on resilience. Yeah, we know that the last couple of years have been challenging in many aspects for many people. Some of us have endured loss, experienced sickness in ways that perhaps we haven't experienced before. Others have had financial hardships and just a whole bunch of other stuff. So today we're going to be taking a look at scriptures to see what encouragement it provides regarding hardships and what are some ways to build resilience. Yes. And you can count on yours truly to share some definitions. I mean, simply put, resilience is just the ability to bounce back. And I also really like the definitions in dictionary.com. It says that resilience is, so y'all listen to this. It's the power or ability of a material to return to its original form or position after being bent, compressed, or stretched. Mm. It is also the ability of a person to adjust to or recover readily from illness, adversity, major life changes, um, and then also the ability of a system or organization to respond to or recover readily from a crisis or disruptive process. I thought those were so good. Yeah, those are really good. And we all know that there have been people in the limelight who have dealt with hardships and have been able to bounce back. And one who comes to mind right away is Rick Warren. Mm. If you don't know who he is, he's a well-known pastor of Saddleback Church in California. And his son struggled with mental illness all his life. And eventually he committed suicide. Yeah, I love Rick Warren. He is a really good example, especially of, of someone who preaches hope. And yet had to endure the loss of a son to despair. And um, he recently did a a teaching at a conference that I was at where he talked about, you know, using pain um, for a purpose. And so maybe we can link that to to this so that you can watch it because it's really, really good. But I was also thinking of other women, you know, or people in general who have to maybe live and thrive after being in an abusive relationship or in a domestic violence situation, I know that your mom, Erica, was sharing with me that that has been um, one of the, 
the major issues during the pandemic. I don't know if you all remember, but I don't, I, I think we mentioned it before that she works in a domestic violence uh, sh uh, shelter or organization. And, um, and that has been pr a pretty serious uh, thing that has happened over the last year. Yeah. I also think of, you know, women who have been trafficked or women who mm -hmm. have had postpartum depression, which is a real thing. And those are some heavy challenges of those we hear about. Pursuers, yeah. we'd love to know what's your hardship that you've experienced or maybe you're currently experiencing or a major change in your life that was challenging for you. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, can you think of uh, of one that you feel maybe something you've experienced that you feel comfortable sharing? Um, I can think of a few in my life where I've had to really endure, push through and bounce back. And I remember one that hit me hard was when I got married and I moved away from my family and friends. And I was a newlywed. I was away from all my family and friends and I had no job. Mm -hmm. And I was still trying to finish my master's. And it was one of the most emotional times I can remember. And in that situation, it really had me doubting my purpose, my future, my faith. But you know, I bounced back and I can share a bit later about that on how, but um, that's that's one of the ones that I can just remember where I really had to, to, to bounce back. How about you? Yeah, and really quick, you know, I, I know that that was a really challenging season for you. And I love that you're using that example, too, because I think, again, a lot of times we think that what we have to bounce back from are these major hardships when in reality when we're talking about resilience it could be those things but it could also just be just those life changes that really really stretch us yeah and we don't know how to how to move forward I mean I think for me the biggest one was the loss of my kiddo which yeah. I've shared many times on the podcast but I would say and I and I know I mentioned this last um in our last episode but 2021 was really a tough year for me it was really rough and 2020 with COVID. So that's how I started 2021. And it hadn't even been a, a week. Like I wasn't even clear from COVID when I had, I got the call that I had to go pick up my dad because he was having a yeah. stroke. And so as I was taking my dad to the hospital, my, my dad was having a stroke, you know, yeah. that came with three months of navigating hospital visits, rehab center, so there was a huge adjustment to my schedule. At the same time, my mom was moving in with me, which was also a huge change in adjustment. Ministry uh, during COVID has been radically different. I think I've worked in ministry harder than I had in the previous eight years, having to learn new things, how to do streams and all that stuff. And then I started school. Mid-year, I started having uh, this sort of major fog. I know you called it fog last episode too, yeah. but same thing. I just kind of felt like this cloud of darkness had landed over my head. I gained a whole bunch of weight. So I was like upset about that. And then at work, um, I actually had the worst performance year of my work there. And um, so it was just, just bad. And then just to top it off, then I ended the year getting sick again and then started the year again with a viral infection. So it was just like, yeah. oh, my God, like it was just horrible. Yeah, that's a lot to take in in, in just one year. And I'm so sorry that you've had yeah. to experience just a lot of that all compressed in one one Thank year. You. But I will have to say that the good news 
is that the Bible is not detached from our experiences. The world's always trying to say it's an outdated book, and it's really not. God gives us these examples of real people who endure hardships, similar to what we have, you know, to deal with today. And, you know, just listen to what some of Paul's hardships were. It says in 2 Corinthians 11, 24 through 29, Five times I received at the hands of the Jews the forty lashes less one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I was drifted at sea. On frequent journeys in danger from rivers, danger from robbers, danger from my own people, danger from Gentiles, danger in the city, danger in the wilderness, danger at sea, danger from false brothers, in toil and hardship through many of the sleepless nights, in hunger and thirst, often without food, in cold and in exposure. And apart from other things, there is the daily pressure on me of my anxiety for all the churches. Oh, man. That's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a lot. Sounds like my year, Uh, except much worse. Um, significantly much worth it. And I think that's what actually gets me about Paul's account of adversity here is that, you know, he's obviously expressing some of the physical things that happened to him, but then also some of the emotional betrayal, um, you know, the things that Paul had to overcome weren't just physical, um, even though obviously those were significantly harsh, um, but there was some mental pain. You know, he he talks about being betrayed by brothers, by his own mm. people, by his friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on top of that, you know, I love that in all of that, he still had a heart for the church and he yeah. calls it an anxiety, you know, um, from the pressure that he has from serving, you know, the church. And and so, I mean, I, I, I take encouragement from that, I, I, like you said, that it's not just, you know, us experiencing things, but that all through scriptures we see we see god um we see people of god experiencing the same you know similar hardships except that they were for the cause of christ you know yeah yeah and so how do we bounce back yeah is that a rhetorical question or are you asking me (laughs) totally asking you well i mean i think for me like a starting point um is remembering that change difficulties adversity are all a part of life. So, you know, when we embrace that idea, it does help us release that false sense of control. And it reminds us that everything that we experience is ultimately for the glory of God. Yeah. Honestly, that's what grounds me in every situation. You know, I, I always think 10 years ago, if I would just have done blank better, I may not have been in this situation, but I come back to the fact that this is what God had planned all along. Mm. And circumstances may not change, but how we respond can help us bounce back quicker. So staying hopeful and having an optimistic outlook can also help us bounce back. Yeah, that's so good. Um, It kind of reminds me of what I had mentioned in previous episodes where I had mentioned, you know, without suffering, right, there's no need for compassion. If we're all perfect all the time, then, you know, where is there room for God? You know, his power is made, is made, um, is manifested in our weakness, right? So God's glory shines in that. And, you know, like Rick Warren, one of the things that he said in that teaching that really stood out to me was that he said, the world is not looking to see our prosperity. They're, they're trying to see how Mm -hmm. we respond to adversity. In other words, he's trying to see how how resilient we are. Mm -hmm. And so, Uh, We wanted to share, you know, four ways in which we can bounce back. And so 
the the first one that I would say is relationships. We yeah. have to find people in our corner to encourage us, to to love on us, to support us. I know that I even I sometimes have a tendency to want to go into hiding when I'm going through a, a tough time. Um, we have to go. We have to do the opposite. We have to um, go upstream, right? And we have to find those relationships um, so that we're not isolated. We're actually in community during those tough times. That was that would be one. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I you know I remember during that time I mentioned earlier when I got married and I moved from Texas to Florida. Um, for the first couple of years, I don't know if you remember this, but you and Lisa and sometimes even my brother, we got on Google Meets to talk. And it was yeah. kind of like a book club. There were different books that we were reading. And then we kind of got together to, to talk about them. And I eventually also connected with two ladies from my church who met with me and prayed with me. And it was super helpful. So finding support and trusted relationships um, are, are super important. I, I found that was a really great way for me to help, uh, you know, encourage me to bounce back from what I was going through. And so, yeah, relationships. Don't do it alone. Yeah. And I would even say, Erica, I think that's one of the things that really strengthened our relationship because like I feel like anytime we see each other, like we haven't missed a beat because we always figured out a way to stay mm -hmm. connected. Um, and I would even yeah. say like sometimes finding um, a social support group, you know, that can help you reclaim that that joy and, and hope. I, I know that I, I mentioned a, a few um, a few episodes back that I have a friend who recently um lost her husband to to COVID, a young, young couple. And she found a grief support group for her kids. And it has really helped tremendously in helping her kids build resilience. Um, so I think, you know, not just doing it for us, but then also doing it for our children. I think it's a really good thing. Yeah, definitely. I would say another way to build resilience is by seeking overall wellness, like eating right, exercising, getting good sleep, things like that. Yeah, that that's a good one. Although I have to, I mean, right, like, I have to be honest, like, this is really an area of resilience that I just do not do well, I really want to grow in I, I'm trying um, this year at being better at that, because I'm not great at it. Um, I've, tr I'm trying to make it a goal to go, um, you know, to be in bed by 11pm every night, and I'm drinking water. Guys, I do not drink enough water and it is <laughs> tough for me like it should not be this hard to drink water but it is so I just a wellness piece is just not something that I'm good at dude you're not alone I mean although I'm conscious of the need to seek wellness it's a hit and miss for me as well I mean I know it's super vital to bouncing back because if not you know, we can easily turn to unhealthy things to cope with our issues, like going back into a bad relationship, yeah, uh, alcohol, sex. I've seen people go to drugs and anything that puts a bandage over a really deep wound. But instead, we have to find a more positive outlet to ensure our temple, our mind, our body and spirit is healthy. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, Hit and miss, but we'll get there. I think it's it's yeah. important to have that consciousness, though, knowing that, that that's one of the essentials of, of being able to bounce back. Yeah, and I like that you said, you know, um, ensuring that our temple is healthy. You know, at the end of the day, our body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, and I think we we do have to treasure it. Um, and that is my desire. Um it just doesn't come as easy. Like it actually requires a lot of work for me. But, um, you know, I, I recently had a coworker yeah. um, who also had a difficult year 
and he did a presentation for us um, where he was talking about daily rituals as a way to bounce back from like just not doing not having a good work year you know and um there was a few practical things that i thought were really interesting he said that one of his daily rituals is to listen to motivational videos every morning um and so he keeps a a, a journal of things that he's grateful for as well so you know journaling an attitude of gratefulness prayer meditation are really great positive outlets to turn to when you're in a tough spot and need you know to to refocus so that you can pull through uh, whatever that hardship yeah. might be. Yeah, that's good. And I would even say um, another way to build resilience is also to find purpose. I mean, it could be something as simple as volunteering, serving at church, helping, helping others in some sort of way. Yeah, this is one of the ways that really helped me get through that Florida transition. I had a mentor who told me one day uh, when she came to visit me and I was a crying mess. And, you know, she just said, Erica, you got to go out and do something for others. It'll help you take the focus off of you and put it on someone else. And she was so right. I started helping others around me, praying for others who were struggling. And it really helped me realize that my situation was actually really small in comparison to others. And it was a major shift in perspective to my situation and allowed me to see blessings, honestly, in my life that I hadn't even realized before. Yeah. And I would even say like, you know, focusing on others doesn't mean that we don't have to deal with our issue or that it undermines or undervalue um, the mm -hmm. situation we're in. Yeah. I think, you know, what I'm hearing you say, Erica, is that sometimes we, you know, just focusing on others can really help with perspective. Um, I do think that sometimes we can be a little self-absorbed <laughs> when dealing with our trials and um, may not realize um, that others are in need too. So again, taking that focus off of us um, yeah. and focusing on something else can help us pull through. Because you realize, again, not to undermine or undervalue our own circumstances, but sometimes like we think we're having a bad day and then we realize that we're not. Like, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Like someone else is really dealing with something critical and we just we're so focused on ourselves that we're not really realizing the need of someone else that may be more serious than ours. Yeah. Yeah. Another way to find purpose is to focus on your vision and move forward with your goals. Basically like remembering where you want to be and then taking the steps to get you mm. to that place mm -hmm. to accomplish, you know, like the purpose, even if they're baby steps, honestly, towards a goal, just one day at a time is one of the best things that you could do to not get overwhelmed. Yeah. And just think about that feeling that you get when you're doing something productive, right? You know, it helps with self-worth and it yeah. can make us feel like, okay, like, even everything up, up up until this point um, is helping us achieve our God-given assignment on this earth. And um, and so, again, just just focusing yeah. on the future um, is it, really important. I was going to say Paul is really good at this, um, except that he always takes it a step further because he's so kingdom-minded, <laughs> right? But in 2 Corinthians 4, 16, 18, he says this. He says, so we do not lose heart, though our outer self is wasting away. Our inner self is being renewed day by day for this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen for the things that are seen are transient, 
but the things that are unseen are eternal. And so again, it just reminds us of shifting ourselves from that temporary situation to the things that ultimately are to come when we are with with Jesus um, in the future. Yeah, it goes back to having that heavenly mindset, man. Yeah. And the fourth one is to get help. Obviously, these are some suggestions, but sometimes seeking a professional Christian counselor can provide help because they're trained to have the strategies needed to help you move forward. Yeah, that's another good one. And again, another one that I have to be better at um, because I know I personally have a tendency and I mean, you know, this to kind of do this. um, What is it? Out of sight, out of mind, like legit. When I see a dog, I'm like, if it doesn't see me or like if I don't see it, it doesn't see me because I'm terrified of dogs. But what ends up happening, though, is that, again, I end up shelving hurts and pretend that they just didn't happen. Um, but I know from experience that what happens with me has been that they end up manifesting in some behavior or attitude that I really, really hate. But whereas if I would have just gone through a counseling session, they would have helped me with that. I mean, I would say I think you're definitely much better at this than I am. Well, I mean, I've been married for 10 years now and my husband and I have gone to counseling three different times just to ensure that, you know, we find healthy strategies to work, you know, work with each other. We're living with each other all the time. There are some things that we just we can't seem to communicate with each other the same way a facilitator and that's, you know, trained to do it helps us kind of work through some of those things. So it's helped me so much having a professional kind of walk us through those types of areas that we struggle with and Mm. just, you know, to communicate, to, to do life better with each other. So I'm a firm believer in seeking help from a professional Christian counselor. Yes. And you know what? Um, I did go through a counseling session after the loss of my child. Um, I did it actually on the first year anniversary of her death. And um, mm. and I was just thinking about this as you were talking, because one of the things that she told me was um, she had asked me, she said, do you have a support system? Do you have a group of people that you can talk to about these things that you're feeling? And mm. I remember saying, well, yeah. and um, and and she she said, well, have you told like she I had told her Erica and Lisa, she said, well, have you told Erica and Lisa about this feeling that you have? Um, and I said, no. And she said, why not? And I said, because I don't want to be judged. And then she said, well, are they judgmental friends? <laughs> and I said, no. And she's like, so then what makes you think that they're going to judge you on that? Oh, wow. And I'm like, I don't know. And, she, and so she kind of helped me. Yeah. move away from those um from those um cognitive distortions right like mm. those things that you tell or you tell yourself yeah. about certain things but again because she's a trained counselor she was able right. to pull that out of me and mm-hmm. bring me back to that first point about building resilience like you have to have community yeah. and you're keeping this inside because you think that your non-judgmental friends are somehow going to judge you. you know? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, so, um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, so we, you know, pursuers, what we wanted to do today was just to share a few thoughts and we want to challenge you to maybe take a look at your relationships, you know, take a look at, um, how well you're seeking wellness to take a look at purpose and, yeah, the the help that you're seeking and to examine what are some of the areas um, that you need to hone in on so you can build uh, resilience because building resilience is a skill. 
And um, I know, like I mentioned, for me, just finding more help and seeking wellness is something that I want to, you know, grow in. But what do you want to grow in this year? Because, again, we're talking about going upstream. And like I mentioned earlier, which I love that quote from Rick Warren is the when the world is looking at us, they're they're seeing how are we going to respond and having resilience um, can be a, a huge witness to the world about the Christ that we believe in. Yeah. So we want to leave you with this encouragement from Paul. It's out of Second Corinthians 4, 7 and 8. And it says, but we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing powers belong to God and not to us. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always caring in the body of the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. For we who live are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So death is at work in us, but life is in you. Amen. That's such a good word. And uh, I want to um, I want to take this time just to pray over us, especially as we look forward towards, you know, the year that we have ahead. And um, and so, Father, we just thank you for this wonderful time that you've given Erica and I with our pursuers. And we thank you for this community. And um, if there's anyone under the sound of my voice today, Lord, that it is, is in a situation that perhaps uh, is a struggle or a major life change and then they're having doubts or maybe they're feeling inadequate or they're they're feeling like oh i don't know if i'm gonna make it whatever it is lord you know um the heart of every single person you know the concern of every single person um i pray lord in the name of jesus that you open doors for them to find the support that they need that you open doors lord for them to be able to find the counselors that they need or any professional assistance or just assistance in general that they may need in order to move forward. I just pray for healing over their hearts and over their body in Jesus' name. And I thank you, God, that we can come to you as our source of strength and comfort in any circumstance. You're so worthy of worship and praise. And today, Lord, we just want to thank you for the life that we have in you. Amen. Um, pursuers, perhaps um, there is someone in your life that may need to hear some tips today on how to build some resilience. So we want to encourage you to take a moment to send this episode to a friend. And uh, would you also do us a favor and leave us a review if you found this helpful today? And as always, we love you so much and we hope you have a good week and let's stand for truth, pursuers.